This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, your truly Kickin' Life guru, Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as Rocky says, nothing hits harder in life. It's not about how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. And that's how winning is done. And I want you to be a winner. I want you to be your very, very best. I want to inspire and motivate you to believe in yourself. So when, not if, but when life knocks you down, you get right back up with that confidence that I can take on more, I can do more, and I can live my best kick in life. All right, so buckle up, saddle up, here we go. Hey, 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 kicking lifers out there. How are you? Kicking life guru, Master Rich Grogan here, wishing you a beautiful, wonderful, fantastic day. So, how's your day today? Is it bright and sunny? Is it gloomy? What is it? Well, I'll tell you what, even if it is gloomy, I want you to look at it as if it is bright and sunny because you can make the choice. Can you control the weather? Heck no, nobody can. So, don't get frustrated and angry over things you can't control. The things you can control now, if you screw that up, well, then I guess you can get frustrated yourself. But don't get frustrated things you can't control. So we got uh, producer John in studio as always. John, how you doing, bud? I'm doing all right, Rich. How about yourself? Well, you know how I'm doing. Actually, John, the, the truth is I just came from a doctor's appointment, my six-month uh, oil change maintenance checkup thingamajanger with a doctor, uh, which I've been trying to do on a regular basis, and I got a pretty good report. I'm happy about that. Um what was the blood pressure? It was 110 over 70. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, blood pressure's always been okay, but high blood pressure runs in the family there. And the truth be told, I wasn't exercising as much as I probably should have been. Got caught up in the hustle and bustle of life and kids and business and business. And did I say business? I think I did. And business. But back at it now for the last four weeks, I've been getting up on a fairly consistent basis, about 6, 6.30, going for a little bit of a jog and then a run, doing some push-ups, sit-ups, and just trying to work that back in. Um, John, I know you exercise quite a bit, uh, ride bikes and swim and all that good stuff. How are we feeling over there? Well, uh, I actually have not been exercising very Uh-oh. much lately. I've been too busy because of business, business, business. Echo, 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 right? Yeah. And I, I tell you that um, it's unfortunate how that happens. You work so hard to get in a routine of doing it, and then you miss one time. And for our listeners out there, hey, we're human beings too. You miss one, then it becomes another, then it becomes another. And before you know it, it's a habit, and then it's hard as heck to get back into it. So do what you can to, well, you know, the whole thing is, I don't feel like it. Guess what? Nobody ever does. I don't feel like it either. But you feel much better when you're done. And that's why you got to try and get yourself in a consistent habit and pattern of doing those things and take those little bitty steps. Because if you don't, the time's going to tick away. Now, John, I'm right in the middle of a book right now called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. You happen to read that one? No, Rich, I have not. Could you uh, tell me about it? Well, I certainly can. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> it's almost like we planned this out. Actually, we didn't. But <laughs> The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. There you go. Jeff, give you a couple shout outs there, buddy. It's all about little bitty incremental steps. Uh, that slight edge that gives you that edge over the competition, gives you that edge in life over others. And he says the reason the slight edge works is because it's so simple. But the reason the slight edge doesn't work is because it's so simple. 
Okay, and an example he gives is that exercise bike or the treadmill, uh, that exercise piece of equipment that's sitting there. It's sitting there, but it's so simple to get on it and exercise, or so simple to walk on by. It's simple. And he says he has people come up to him all the time and say, you make it sound like it's so easy to get in shape. You make it sound like it's so easy to do this. You make it sound like it's so easy to uh, get that promotion. You make it sound like it's so easy to read a book. And he says, well, it is. But, of course, by being so simple, it's also so simple not to do it. And that's what most people choose is the not to do it thing. Because, you know, life is life. We get wrapped up with everything going on, business, 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 uh, kids, and everything else under the sun. And what do we do? We usually take care of ourselves last. Now, I'm plenty guilty of doing that, and I've done that for the longest doggone time. And Because uh, I always thought, well, you know what? I'll be all right. I'll take care of me last, and then I'll, I'll make sure everybody else is taken care of first. And, John, I know we've talked about this quite a bit in the war room, uh, and then just flank, uh, frankly admitted that you work out all the time, and now here lately you've had to put that to the wayside because of business, business, business. It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. I think it's kind of unfortunate. I, I, I think that we sometimes give priorities to things that do seem at the time more important, but in the bigger scheme of things – you kind of lose sight of what really is important. Your body is extremely important. It's the vessel that you walk around in, that you do everything in. And uh, it has a lot to do with your well-being. And so that should be one of your priorities. Well said, perfectly said. I, I don't think anybody could say any better than that. Uh, but what happens, we're in a world here, and you know, you hear me talk all the time, especially when I talk about Zig Ziglar, how do you get what you want in life? By helping enough other people get what they want. But... That's true. I'm not backing up on that. I give you a little butt comma, but you have to take care of yourself first. My current mentor, he is constantly pounding and beating the tar out of me about that if I'm not taking care of myself, if I'm not sleeping properly, getting enough sleep, exercising, eating properly, and taking care of the vessel, as you mentioned, who is me, then I'm actually doing a disservice and disrespecting others because I'm not giving them my very best. He said, so by disrespecting yourself, by not taking care of yourself first, you're actually disrespecting all the people you communicate with, the people you talk to, your audience who listens to your podcast, the instructors and uh, uh, employees at the academy, all these students at the academy, by simply not taking care of yourself first. So that was a little bit of a boom, a right hook of reality. Actually, truth be told, that was a right, left, a good hook, and an uppercut. But it, once again, back to the, uh, uh, the slight edge, it's simple. We all know this. Then why don't we do it? And it's just a matter of planning and uh, those self-disciplines, getting those things in place. Just like, so John, you said you took your bike in to get some repairs done on that? Uh, I did, I did. Uh, I recently purchased a motorcycle. And uh, despite the criticism of a lot of uh, friends and uh, acquaintances, but I took it in just to make sure that the motorcycle was safe. The first thing that I started off doing was actually uh, taking a safety course. So a motorcycle rider safety course. And that, that was to make sure that I was up to speed as a rider myself, at least with a lot of the concepts. I've actually already taken the course, but I took it again just to refresh go, on the skills. And uh, and now it's the mechanical parts of the bike. So first the rider, then the bike, and then uh, I get what, <laughs> the, the licensing. <laughs> <laughs> you got an order of operations there. But uh, And I know we spoke. I, I recently, uh, after almost 20 years, I had sold my Harley at, back in uh, 1998 to support a failing business that we started in 1997. And I'd said uh, every year I was going to get a new Harley. Oh, yeah, every year. Next year I'm going to get one. Next year I'm going to get one. Next year I'm going to get one. And it became an endless, 
you know, next year? When is next year going to get here? Well, next year finally got here, and I, I found a bike that it's the Dallas Cowboy Colors. Some of you know that I'm a huge Dallas Cowboy fan. I'm actually on the Dallas Cowboy podcast with Jono and Steve-O and Rodney there. It's a great time. And anyway, that's another podcast to listen to when you're done with this one. Anyway, I finally bucked up and got one, and it's well, John and I talked about this, taking care of yourself. It's relaxing. I'm out there. And, of course, you got to watch out for the other drivers because there's a lot of knuckleheads out there, right? <laughs> but it's something kind of for me. And I know that almost sounds selfish right off the cuff, but I'm going with the advice of my mentor there and all the different books I've been reading. They keep talking about you've got to have your shutdown time because if you don't, even though I'm more hyperactive than anybody I know, I'm still going to burn, burn out. So, it's been good. It's been real good. And, John, I'm, I'm proud of you there, buddy, for not listening to the critics and all the naysayers and going with your gut, which kind of leads in the next topic. I uh, gave a speech just yesterday to this leadership group for all eighth graders in the uh, Edwardsville uh, Community School District here. And uh, let's see, I guess there's close to 150 kids in there. And talking to teenagers, I, I enjoy it. It's definitely a – it can be tough because you got to make that connection and you've got to – well, any type of speech of any sort, you've got to connect with your audience. But teenagers are kind of a different breed, especially that I think the 6th, 7th, and 8th grade levels, which is uh, 12, 13, and 14, um, that's a tough group. That's a real tough group. But anyway, I went in with my, boom, right hook of reality and kind of dropped a few bombs on them. And not the F-bombs, not that kind of bomb, but uh, bombs of life. And the bombs were life were, I talked a little bit about the trophy mentality and mindset. And I said, a lot of you have grown up in this era where everybody gets a trophy. And, you know, it started off because they want to hurt anybody's feelings. But they found through studies that actually that's one of the worst things they could do because kids were starting to get something they hadn't earned. Now, we all knew this. I mean, it just makes sense. But it really uh, nowadays it's, it's extremely bad because now kids, they seriously just show up and get something. But what happens is when they become teenagers and they go out for jobs and they show up and they think they're going to get a job and they don't. They don't know how to handle the rejection and failure of being turned down. So anyway, the speech, I was happy as heck with it. I mean, I dropped a few on them. It was great and uh, really a good connection with them. One of the things they did, John, which I thought was uh, I've done a couple times, we kind of role played. I had one girl come up and say she was a she owned a hair salon and it was, she was a multi-million dollar business owner and I was going to apply for a job and this other kid was going to apply for a job. Well, this other kid goes up and we kind of prepped him about being polite and respectful. He shook hands, he made eye contact, he talked about what he could bring to the table and how he could help the salon grow and, you know, his years of experience and background and just the perfect candidate. And then I come up and you know, I'll just play it out like I did. I go up and say, hey, 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 I'm sorry I'm late, but man, you expect me to be here at 10 o'clock? I normally sleep till noon. <laughs> this is tough for me to get up. Oh, you know what? I got a phone call. Hold on one sec. And I act like I'm on the phone. And I come back and then I get another phone call. Hold, I, I know. I, I just, I've got to talk to this person. So during the middle of the interview, I'm not making eye contact. I'm making excuses. I'm taking phone calls. I'm late. Then I come back and say, oh, you know what? Um, I can only work two to three hours a day, and I, I can't work any weekends, so hopefully that's not a problem. Also, how much do I get paid for this? So anyway, just being, unfortunately, what we see with a lot of teenagers today, self-serving, thinking, what's for me? And I asked the girl, and I asked the, the kids, 100 and something of them, which one would you hire? And they're like, well, it's obvious. It's a no-brainer. I said, but here's the deal. 
how many of you could see yourself doing what I just did? You don't carry on a conversation with an adult. You're preoccupied with your phone. Every time you get a text alert, every time the darn thing rings, regardless of what you're doing, that takes center stage. You're all about, well, I can only work two hours. I can only do this and that. When do I get paid? If you owned a business, would you hire yourself? And the kids were like, just a look on their face. Uh, <laughs> so the deer in the headlights, but bang, that was my right hook of reality. But it was a good connection for the kids. And John, I don't know if you get a chance to chat with many teenagers or not, but uh, well, actually we've got a, quite a few in the war room working on some behind the scene projects there. Yeah, uh, I, I, I can't say that I have too much um, exposure to teenagers, but there, there was one in the motorcycle safety course that I just took and certainly not uh i mean like one one kid does not you know represent sure. the whole but he was different he was different i remember watching him uh flip a water bottle the the water bottle flip is a is, is a new craze i don't know if you've you've seen it you have kids i'm surprised they're not doing it if they are not that's good i i don't think I don't, it's really one of the i don't even know what that is i mean I, i've got a water bottle right here just flip it up and catch it or no, no. You, <laughs> You, I just did it. You flip it so uh, that it lands standing up. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I've seen him do that. I don't know. I mean, that's a craze now. That Well, that, I, that's that been a craze for a little while, I believe. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, the kid, the kid was definitely doing that, like, more than I thought was appropriate. <laughs> but. Now, we, we do a water bottle thing at the Academy. We actually set a empty water bottle on top of one of uh, the Wave Masters, and you kick it, the pop it in the air, and then you spin around and try and kick it again. Uh-huh. So it's a little challenge on coordination, balance, timing, and then uh, you know perfecting your technique. So mm-hmm. that's a fun thing. But um, no, I, I don't know that I've do seen you, that. Do you guys use regular water, filtered water, or sparkling water? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. You know, it's like right now I've got – Nestle Pure Life, if I'll give them a shout out. It's whatever water <laughs> we buy from uh, uh, Sam's or Walmart or wherever my wife right. goes there. So have that's guys, the one. Have you guys ever tried kicking juice? Kicking juice? Yes, yeah, like orange juice, apple juice. <laughs> or, would, would that be much like too much of a danger? Is that an insurance concern? You know, I have no idea, but that's a good thought. Uh, wow, look at this. The wheels are turning here at uh, the Kicking Life podcast. Got producer John on here, and he's kicking some juice at me. Uh, that's 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 pretty good, kicking juice. Moving on though, <laughs> that made me smile. Oh, I almost forgot. I got to give a major shout out to um, the Brazi family, particularly the uh, the ladies there, Anna and uh, Amanda Brazi. So Amanda, Anna, how are you? Anna, you're doing a great job driving. I'm super duper proud of you. I just happened to be on the way to the uh, studio today. Uh, saw the Brazi mobile, and there, there she was. So I gave her a call just to say hi. I haven't talked to them in a while. They're, they're great friends of the family and just wonderful people all together. And um, Kyle out there, you're a rock star as well. And then Allie, the youngest daughter. I don't want to forget you, sweetie. You're out there rocking it out anyway. Two. Anyway, so I give her a call just to say hi, and I said, hey, who's up there swerving all over the road? And she goes, oh, my gosh, Anna's driving. Now, truth be told, Anna was not swerving all the road. She was doing an excellent, excellent job, but I wanted to give her a hard time. So I had mentioned she was doing a wonderful job. I followed her for a few blocks, and I know I spoke uh, a few podcasts ago about a lady that was behind me who uh, I guess she was having a bad day, and the fact that we were getting every red red light didn't help her day because she was throwing the biggest dang temper tantrum I've ever seen in my life. And, of course, I'm like, man, look at that lady. What the heck is wrong with her? But then it got me thinking, holy cow. How many times have I looked like that, freaked out, and mad, had a, And does it ever help? 
No, just like I talked about at the beginning of the show here, it, you can't change the weather just like you can't change the stoplights. So why get frustrated about things you can't change? But watching her just have her little tirade, it seemed like every red light she was getting uh, uh, more angry and just flinging her arms and uh, around. And uh, like I said, I stopped and thought, holy cow, how many times have I looked as bad as she did? So that gets you thinking, especially when you start thinking, I've done that before. Man, I don't want to ever do that again. So that's a little reminder. But anyway, Anna, Amanda, good to talk to you guys today. Anna, you stay safe out there on the roads and um, keep up the great work. We'll chat soon. There we go. And with that being said, the next thing I want to kind of talk about, uh, John, is the this past Sunday at church, I got a chance to do the uh, Sunday moment with the children, the kind of the children's talk. And the talk was let it go. So, of course, what pops in the head, everybody out there, if you've got a kid, the Frozen song, let it go, let, you know, that's probably as much as you're going to get out of me there. Be honest, uh, that's that's one of the songs I think I've tried to permanently remove from my brain because, well, Emmett's uh, a boy and he's eight years old, so he hasn't watched Frozen that many times, but my teenage daughter absolutely loves it. And I think, um, it, uh, well, anyway, I'll let it go. I'll let it go. There we go. Bang. There's that right hook. John kind of helped me out with that. He said, hey, man, just let it go. He's right. Let it go. So what the heck does let it go mean besides the song in Frozen? there you go, let it go, is if we've got something that's bothering you, and of course you know this, I'm not going to tell you anything you don't already know, let it go. Just remember that song. That's going to be stuck in your head. Probably going to be getting nasty comments and emails on the thing below, John, about, uh, man, I've been singing that dang Frozen song all day now. But it's a reminder, let it go, let it. I said I wasn't going to sing. Anyway, look, We've all got things that happen to us. We've got people that are jerks. We've got people that are mean. We've got people that do mean things. We've got people that do things that frustrate us and make us angry. The whole message, let it go. Now, kind of the message I gave to the kiddos there was we've all had a kid say a mean name to us. We've all had a kid make fun of us, laugh at us. And here's the deal. If we continue to think about that, not only is it going to make us feel bad about who we are, we're, not, we're going to feel bad about that kid. We're going to think that we're not worth anything. And then, man, our outlook on life, our outlook on ourselves is going to be completely changed. Let it go. Now, it doesn't matter what religious belief you are. Um, the whole thing was, the message was, let your troubles go and let God handle them. Now, if you don't believe in God, that's fine. I have no problem with that. I'm just talking uh, from what I said at church there for the kiddos there. But it was a good thing for them to hear. But I'll tell you what, it was also a great thing for me to hear because I hang on to too much of what others think and I get a negative comment. I focus on that more than I focus on the positive comments. Now, being a good person, and I know most of our listeners out there, you probably function in the same way. You get hundreds of likes, comments, people uh, smiling, being nice, you're feeling good. And then you get somebody comes along and bang, tries to ruin your day. Why? Well, maybe that's just their purpose in life is to ruin people's day. I don't know. Maybe they're just having a bad day. But don't focus on that one negative. Let it go. And that was the message for the kids. I also had them come over and look outside. It was a beautiful sunny day that day. And they looked outside and I said, holy cow, look at this beautiful day today. Look at it. Wow. Take it all in. Now, if we were looking outside and it was rainy, would we have any control over the rain? No. So let that go. Yes, easier said than done, just like everything else. But the more we hear those things, the more we get those reminders to let it go, to let uh, negative thoughts go. Because, you know, there's only so much room in the brain there, really. And if it's filled with negative thoughts, if it's filled with this person doesn't like me, if it's filled with that guy's a jerk, that guy's mean, 
boy, where's the positive? It's not going to be there. Let it go. And from last week's podcast, if you listened, if you didn't listen to it, make sure you listen to it. And if you did, go ahead and listen again. It was a good one about what we sow is, of course, what we reap. We've heard that before. But I took it a step further talking about whatever seeds we plant and whatever seeds that we nurture and cultivate, that's the harvest we're going to get. So if we plant onions, we're going to nurture those onions, cultivate those onions. We're going to harvest onions. We're not getting strawberries. Same thing. You cultivate and nurture negative thoughts because that's all that's in your mind because you've planted those seeds. Negative in, negative out. That's what you're going to get. Easier said than done, yes, but it starts with those daily disciplines. When you feel those negative thoughts coming on, just actually stop yourself. I mean, I don't know if I would yell out, negative thoughts, get out of my mind. I guess you could. Matter of fact, I think I've probably done that before. I don't think I've done it in public. <laughs> People are like, what the heck's going on over there? But do what you need to do to get those negative thoughts out. And it all starts with, let it go. That's all you're going to get out of that. So let it go. Got it? Good. Moving on. Um, something, uh, I guess, the next step about letting it go is, and being in the public eye and doing what I do, what we do at the academy, you, you get obviously all types of different people coming in. And our goal, our absolute goal, is to always do our very, very best. Now, oh, yeah, of course, that's what everybody says. But I say, look, we're going to take everybody else's best, and we're going to go 10 times that level of best. Why? Because we truly want to create the best possible experience we can. Why? It works back and forth. The more positive energy you throw out there, yeah, you're going to have some negative, which we know now what to do. We let it go but you're going to attract that positive energy. And by doing that, you're going to attract the right type of people. So whatever business you have, wherever you're at with that, you set the standard if you're an employee of that business or you're the manager of that business or the owner of that business. It is your business. You take control on what attitude, what atmosphere that you want in that, that business. Now, easier said than done, just like everything else. Yes, it is. But if you're carrying a lot of baggage, if you come in and you're frustrated, if you're mad, you're upset, you're not feeling good, boy, that energy, that negative energy is going to radiate over the whole place. Now, we all have our days. I get that. But you make the choice if you want this day uh, to be like that or you want to have a better day. We have a little saying is before we walk in the studio, we've got our stress tree hanging outside. Now, it's an imaginary tree, but we stop. We hang all our baggage on that stress tree. And when we walk in the academy, we walk in and... Uh, we take a breath, look around, and think, how am I going to impact somebody's life today? How am I going to make somebody's life better? And who we are, and I pound this in their heads every single meeting, who are we, guys? Who are we? Who are we? Who are we? We are an academy of life changers. That is who we are. Why do we do what we do? Because we are making our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. How do we do it? By inspiring kids and adults to believe in themselves and respect others. And what do we do at the academy? Well, most people think we just flop our arms and legs around and teach karate. No, no, no. What we do is we develop courageous and confident leaders who stand out in the crowd, stand up to bullying to help people live their best possible life. Wow. Now, that's powerful. Now, continuously pumping those things in uh, the minds of our instructors, our staff members, and they're feeling good about it, not only is it helping them live their best kick in life, but it's passing that message on to others. Now, is our academy for everybody? No, it's not. It's for those that truly want to become their very, very best, for those that are going to put forth the work, the effort. But I tell you, the reward is you're going to stand out. And that kind of ties into some of the speech I was given to that, uh, that youth group, all about taking that stand, standing out from the crowd. And I mentioned to them, look, you, you've got an opportunity today, in today's day and age, 
to it's it's easier than ever to stand out. It's easier than ever to make a good impression. And they're like, well, how, how? And I said, ready for this? By simply being polite, using good manners, please, thank you, making eye contact, putting your doggone phone away and carrying on a conversation face-to-face with someone, saying, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, no, sir, no, ma'am, being respectful. That's it. That's really all you have to do. Now, of course, you, you do this, there's going to be a lot of parents look at you like you got a third head. Like, what the heck is that? Are you from another planet? That's okay. That's a good thing. You are standing out. You are making an, imp- an impression instead of blending in with everybody else. Now, of course, you've heard me talk about it before. Uh, the book that hopefully will be out by October, I've really got to kick it in gear here. I've fallen eh, a little further behind than I'd like uh, on my book. The book is Square Peg Round Hole, Why Try to Fit In When You're Born to Stand Out. And it's, that's pretty much the general message of the book. You were given a God-given talent that nobody, nobody else in the world was given. There's 400 billion people in the world, but there's no one just like you. You've got a talent. You've got a gift that no one else has. But unfortunately, most people are afraid to release that gift out to the world. Why? Fear of what others think. I get it. There's a lot of things that I'm fearful of. And the message I gave the kids was, you know, I've given uh, well in the neighborhood of 1,000 speeches. But... Even yesterday before I got to the the, uh, the location to give the speech, my mind started, you ready for this one? <laughs> my mind started trying to come up with every excuse it could so I wouldn't have to do the speech. I, I'm just like, really? How many of these have I done? What the heck is going on? Well, there was a little bit of fear. So your mind and your body, you're conditioned to try and protect you. They don't want you to do <laughs> something that's fearful. They don't want you to get outside that comfort zone. Why? It's scary. But here's the thing. You take that step, you get outside that comfort zone, that's when you reap the rewards. That's when you get the benefits. And that's how you utilize your God-given ability. Now, mine, I know what it is now. For 40-something years, I didn't know what the heck it was. I thought I did, but I really didn't know. Mine is to inspire people to believe in themselves to live their best possible life. The kicking Life Guru. I'm going to do what I can, and if I need to kick you one, I'm going to to get you off the deck because you're laying there. Get up. Believe in yourself. Live your best possible life. You have to do it for yourself. But... Anyway, I mentioned that story about my mind trying to tell me, you know what, oh, boy, I don't know, are you going to be able to connect with the kids? Did you prepare enough for this speech? Uh, Are they going to laugh? Are they not going to pay attention? Um, Man, are you going to get sick to your stomach? I mean, I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Well, I'm being 100% honest with you, letting you know that, you know, I'm a professional speaker. These things happen to me because it's something out of the norm. And, you know, you've heard the story before that um, out of a list of the top 10 things that scare people, dying being number four, so public speaking being number one, <laughs> so people would rather die <laughs> than have to stand. I mean, I'm sorry, people, yeah, that's exactly, they serve more fearful of public speaking than they are of dying. Yeah, dying's on down there. Uh, Public speaking is A number one in just about every list. And then there's, you know, spiders, snakes, and loud noises and things of that nature, uh, the dark. But Public speaking on every single list is number one, standing in front of people talking. But I've done this for years, but I still get those fears. And uh, you just have to step outside the comfort zone. So I battle through and I kind of self-talk. And then I always say a little prayer before I go out there. And it's just, please give me the wisdom, the courage and confidence to be my very best so I can connect with these kids, to inspire these kids, to help them believe in themselves, to live their best possible life. Take a breath, a little five, 10 second meditation, and then bang, go on stage and just rock it out. It feels good. Of course, there's some preparation involved there as well. The uh, the fear not, though, and I know I touched on this a few weeks ago, 
This was something that was a shock to me. This was a good old right hook reality followed by a good uppercut. Fear not is listed in the Bible. You ready for this? Fear not is listed in the Bible 365 times. How many, how many days are there in a year? 365. I know we got a leap year in there. Wow. I mean, is that amazing or what? That's insane. I never realized that. Is that an accident? Uh, 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 coincidence? I don't know. It's pretty powerful, though. Fear not. Listen in the Bible 365 times. Now, to me, I interpret that as every day there's a message saying, fear not. <laughs> Get out there. Be who you're born to be. Overcome those fears. And uh, for our listeners out there, I've mentioned this a couple times before, and I mentioned this on many different blogs. What is fear? It's an acronym for something. Let's see if you can remember. Now, sometimes people twist the words around. This is the one that I like the best, so I'm going to share this with, with you. False events appearing real. So in your mind, you're conjuring up all these false beliefs or false events, and the more you think about them, the more they appear real. Now, if you think anytime you've done something outside your comfort zone or anytime you've done something to kind of stretch yourself or anytime you've done something that you're unsure about, I'd have to say 99.9% of the time, the fear was far greater in your mind than the actual result. You build it up. And what is that? That's simply your mind doing what it can to protect you. I know it sounds crazy, but it has one job. It has one job, and that is to keep you safe. That's it. I want to keep you safe. I don't want you to get hurt. However, and I'm not saying go jump off a building, but I am saying if you want to live your best possible life, fear not. Get outside that comfort zone. Be that square peg in that round hole as long as you're respectful and good discipline. You're doing it for the right reasons. Get outside that, and that's how you continue to grow. And I've got something I talk to the instructors about literally every single time I see them. Just a constant reminder, just constantly pounding that in. Evolve or dissolve. Evolve or dissolve. Every single day, the world's changing. We're changing. We're a day older than we were yesterday. Yeah, it's common sense, right? Well, here's the thing. That we're a day older, but we got a day less to live. Now, I have no idea how long you're going to live, but one thing's for sure, that day yesterday is gone. So you got one less day. So you need to continue to evolve with that. And I hear people talk all the time, especially in business. So I'll ask, hey, how's business going? Oh, it's about the same. How's life going? Oh, I'm about the same. Eh, no, you're not. No, you're not. Because you're either moving forward or you're moving backwards. You're either staying ahead of the times and evolving with them, or you're dissolving and falling behind. Now, the example I like to give all the time is this. If you're in the middle of the ocean, and you are, you're paddling, you're paddling, you're either getting closer to the shore, you're evolving because you're getting closer to the shore to save yourself, or you're running out of go-go juice, and it's just a matter of time before, bloop, bloop, bye-bye, you go. That's it. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. You're either getting closer to the shore and saving yourself or you're running out of energy and you're sinking. Evolve or dissolve. You have to keep moving forward. And the only way to do that is to continue to know as you move forward, you're going to better yourself. There, and I talked earlier, there is so much media out there, and you selective on what you put in your brain, but if you want to get in better shape, there's thousands upon thousands of books and podcasts and YouTube channels and blogs. If you want to uh, learn how to start a business, th the resources are out there. You just got to take that actionable step. And I hear people say all the time, well, how do I know which ones? I can't answer that for you. Are you going to get some garbage in there mixed in? Are you going to get some crappy advice? Yeah, you are. 
but some advice is better than no advice. And you can't determine if it's crappy advice if you haven't read anything. So fear not. False events appearing real. Get out there and do something. Now, I'm so grateful and so thankful you're listening to this podcast because my goal and the preparations for this thing is to give you everything I've got from the experience I had in the past. And some of you know my past. Uh, I mean, I have not suffered nearly as much as some people, but it's my life, and this is what I've went through. Went through a couple bankruptcies, a house foreclosure, um, car repossessions, <laughs> sold my Harley, and then I had some health issues along the way, all from the stress of business. But that's my whole motto about the kick in life. Life knocks you down. You got a choice. I had a choice every single time to lay there and wallow in my own self-pity or to get myself back up, to get my butt back up. And there's where I knew this is what I'm truly meant to do, to inspire, to motivate, to encourage people, to believe in themselves, A, number one, and along with that belief in themselves is to respect themselves and to respect yourself. Do not be so fearful of the unknown. Do not be so fearful that you stay in your own little, I don't know, comfortable circle. Get out of that doggone thing. Get out of that. Live your best possible life. Overcome those fears. And what does that do? That builds that confidence. That builds that courage. And a speech uh, I've, I gave a long time ago, and it just popped in my head, was all about building your confidence chips up. So if you're playing poker or gambling or anything, and you have just a four or five chips, well, obviously, you're going to be extremely reserved on your bets there. Think about that in terms of confidence chips. If you've only got four or five confidence chips in your confidence bank, you're going to be extremely reserved about taking any kind of chance because you don't want to you know, go bankrupt. You don't want to be out of chips. However, if you take those little chances and you start building those confidence chips up, you start doing things outside your comfort zone, you fear not, just like it says in the Bible 365 times, you start taking those little steps, you start building those confidence chips up, now you're going to take a few more risks. Now, once again, I'm not saying go and jump off a building or, you know, uh, bungee jump or whatever. I mean, if that's what you want to do, go ahead. But I'm not encouraging that. I'm talking about little progressionary steps just to get you moving. But the more confidence chips you have, the more chances you're going to take. And the more chances you're going to take, are you going to have some setbacks? You're going to have some failures? Absolutely. But you've built up a stack of confidence chips, so you're not going to go bankrupt. You're not going to bottom out. You're going to continue moving forward. And that's the only way to grow and go through life. Now, just to touch on it, the uh, speech I gave was to a um, the Hemophilia Association of America, and it was all about helping these kids believe in themselves. And most of them, or I should, yeah, a good majority of them, wanted to be involved in sports, but they were told they couldn't because the chance of you know uh, an injury and then a bleed. And one kid in particular talked about how he loved football, but there's no way he could play football. And I said, well, you know, maybe you can't play football. That's okay. If you love the game of football, you can be a statistician. You can be a manager. You can be uh, um, hold the clipboard. You can help out and learn first aid to help out the kids that are hurt and things of that nature. It's a way of being involved. But, yeah, you're not going to score the touchdown. Yeah, you're not going to you know, make the game-saving tackle. However, that wasn't who you were born to be. You love football? Here's an opportunity. And by just saying those things to that kid, it's like he never thought of it before. I could see the wheels turning. I could see those confidence chips starting to uh, uh, improve there. But I told him, you know what, you've got to take the first step. Just go in and say, I want to do this. I can't play football because of my uh, ailment here, but I want to be a part of the team. It's the same thing. Maybe you're not a public speaker, but you've got an opportunity to help somebody in some capacity with your God-given gift, whatever that may be. But it all starts with believing yourself and respecting yourself enough 
to continue to evolve, to continue to be your very, very best. Once again, you're either getting closer to the shore, swimming, or you're going bloop, 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 bloop. It's absolutely your choice. So fear not. Get out there and live your best kick in life. Okay, so kicking lifers out there, as I continue to tell you, thank you so very much for taking the time. I know your, your time is valuable. Uh, next podcast, I'm going to touch on something that I've been doing a little more research on. I'm going to tease you a little bit about this. Now, we all realize there's 24 hours in a day, right? It goes without saying. Do you know how many minutes are in a day? 1,440. Wow. Do you know how many seconds are in a day? That gets really tough. 86,400. 86,400 seconds in a day. Now, I listened to a, um, oh, goodness gracious, now a brain freeze there. I can't remember the gentleman's name. Anyway, he was talking about, think about this. If you were given a dollar for every second of the day, so you start every day off with $86,400, but you got to pay for every second along the way. At the end of the day, would you be happy with the investment? Would you be happy with your $86,400 spent on that day. Now, I'll tell you what, I heard that and I'm like, whoa, that is a big ride hook of reality. So I'm just going to tease you. We're going to talk about that next week when we get into it. But think about from now until next week, how am I spending my $86,400 today? Is this a good return on my investment? Am I happy with the money I spent? If not, change it. Oh, easier said than done. Yes, it is. Fear not. Get out and change it. Spend your money wisely. You know, most importantly, spend your time wisely because you can always make more money, but you can never get that time back. So in leaving you today, I thought, you know what? This is the speech or the uh, the speech I gave the other day to the Youth Academy group, the uh, leadership group. I ended with my Rocky speech. Well, I just love this one. And I tell you, it really connected with them. I got goosebumps and they got goosebumps and they started yelling and hollering halfway through it and stood up and gave me a little standing ovation. It was freaking awesome. Made me feel good. So I'm going to give that to you, leave you with this thought. Of course, Oh, I got to do the old plug here. Hey, make sure you share this with your friends. You know, the only way to make our society a happier, healthier, safer place to live is by helping each other become their very, very best by believing themselves and respecting others. And, of course, you can find us, lineupmedia.fm, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts from. Please subscribe. Please share with friends. And please listen more than once. All right, in parting, here comes the Rocky speech. You ready for it? Hang on. Buckle up. Here we go. I'm going to tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It can be a mean, nasty, ugly place, and it'll beat you to your knees and keep you there if you let it. You, me, nobody hits as hard as life. But it's not about how hard you can hit. It's about how you can get hit and keep moving forward. About how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits. And you can't say you're not where you're at because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that every day, and that ain't you. You're better than that. You are better than that. Get out there and live your best kicking life. All right, kicking lifers. Until we talk again, you get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kicking Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kicking Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinglifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week, another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon.
This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.